Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of um, our political podcast. So I am here with my dad, and I'm kind of scared to announce the topic. First, let me just say that this is a show where we don't try to state our opinion or or, um, try to influence someone's ideas in one way or the other. We are just discussing a topic, and sometimes with that discussion... You know, there's going to be some emotions. And so this is going to be one of those topics, especially here in Texas, that might get some people already ready to, def- to defend their side. We understand that. And so whatever we're saying in this topic is just exploring the topic of guns in Texas, gun rights, gun safety, policy choices, etc. So with that being said, if you have an opinion, if you have uh, an argument, if you have a contention, we are open to that. We're not here necessarily advocating for like a hard and fast policy. We are just here discussing some of the issues in DFW and in Texas and guns is one of those issues. So with that being said, um, I hope everyone gives us grace and I hope if you do have a a consenting, a contention, sorry, a contention, just let us know. All right, Warfield, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, first. So um, the the main reason why we chose this topic for today is because it's been about a year since um, since Texas went permitless on guns, okay? Um, so what exactly does going permitless on guns um mean i mean it just means that you like texans don't necessarily have to have a license to carry a gun um although even though um even though people can carry guns while unlicensed there are different rules for those unlicensed carry um in terms of like if you're unlicensed and you're near a school or you're near college that might be an issue like you might be required to be licensed to carry guns near schools, near colleges. Some businesses might require you to carry a, uh, if you have a a gun to carry a license. And then also like private property owners can also be like, like you're not just free to roam around. Like there are, people can put in policies in place to um, have you require a a license to carry, especially at their business or, or near schools and stuff like that. So that's one kind of like overview of like licensed to carry versus unlicensed to carry and some of the restrictions and non-restrictions. All right. So it's been about a year. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you want to learn more about the law, you can go to the Texas state law library. That's always a great resource for actual laws and then search it from there. So, cause it's a, it's a little over a year old, like you were saying, um, <clears throat> there's not going to be a lot of articles jump into the top of the, the internet searches for these. So uh, if you want to get, you know, the actual law and, and the information on that, there's, there's the resource for you, the Texas state law library. Right. And so, um, so, and because we are in an election season and because elections it's, we're recording this on October 29th and election days, November 8th, official election day. I do want to um, just kind of bring this up. Governor Abbott was the one who signed this permitless carry into law and governor, our governor, can, governor, the candidate for governor, um, uh, Beto O'Rourke, 
um, says he wants to repeal permitless carry, but he's not necessarily like against um, like repealing every single gun law. He is an advocate of responsible gun ownership. So that's just kind of like our, our major candidates stances on the issue. Okay. So um, this is an article uh, uh, that I found. Well, okay. Yeah. So this is an article that I found on reformaustin.org, which is obviously a more like political or um, liberal website. And um, they released an article that was titled Texas mass shootings are up 62.5% since permitless carry bill. Now this article was published on September 8th. Um, and it basically just goes over kind of like when the permanent permitless carry law came into effect um, from June 13th, 2020 to June 13th, 2021, Texas had 40 mass shootings. And then in that same time period from 2021 to 2022, the, the number of mass shootings rose to 65. Um, now these numbers were um, compiled from Stanford University's MSA data project, the mass shooting tractor, Fox's Gun Violence Archives, Mother Jones, The Washington Post, the FBI, and the Congressional Research Service. So um, I do want to note, because this was something that I was kind of like confused about, care, um, when you purchase a gun, does that require a, ba a background check versus getting a license to carry a gun? Those are two separate things. So um, when you purchase a gun at a gun show, and this has been like one of the biggest contentions forever from um, Democrats and people who are more liberal is that when you purchase a gun at a gun show, there was like a loophole where you won't get a background check, right? Um, versus if you go to a store, you might go under a background check. Okay, so I've done a lot of talking. Warfield, do you wanna pop in with any of your um, uh, talking points? Yeah, there's a couple things in. Okay. And it's been really difficult because, you know, we try to keep a balanced approach. And I got to be honest, it's very difficult. In fact, I've gone through four or five iterations this morning of Internet searches trying to find articles that are pro <laughs> carry. Right. That, um, yeah, that Texas. is true. Yeah. And, it, and it, they're just not out there right now. Now, I think of, um, maybe a year ago, there was probably much more, uh, but they're not coming to the top of the search lists. And I, like I said, I've rephrased my searches a couple times and clicked on it a couple times. There's quite a few articles, even from liberal um, publications that are somewhat neutral. I mean, they're not advocating that they have to, that, you know, that Texas should um, repeal the law or anything like that. They just go into a lot of explanations about whatever thing it is and what their concerns are. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, to, to be pro, um, you know, carry, or you know, in favor of the law, it's a little difficult right now to find articles that kind of give a argument towards uh, why uh, this, you know all that we want. Um, I do worry about. Um, I, I think one of the biggest concerns I have is you know, people conflate uh, being able to buy a gun um, and carry a gun where they want with something called your rights, and people will tout the Second Amendment as something that if you know you do anything against guns you know you're taking away people's rights i think people forget you know rights come with responsibilities now whether you can legislate responsibilities i don't know um and that's where this big argument or a lot of the argument comes into place 
Um, you know, I, may, I can make the joke, you know, if I go to a large entertainment venue where there's lots of restaurants and bars and entertainment and, you know, concerts or whatever, and it says I only can park for two hours. Is my right to party been taken away because I can only park for two hours? Of course not. But when I get into, um, can I carry a gun um, in public? Is that a right? You know, that, that gets to be a little bit more gray to me. Um, I've sh shoot guns. I've shot guns in my life since I was a child. Um, we used to go out all sorts of crazy places out and in the country and shoot the heck up of beer cans and all sorts of stuff, carried a gun clearing brush. So I won't get bit by a rattlesnake. I've done a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. So carrying a gun is still involves some responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And I did not own a gun while my children were growing up. I haven't owned one since. Um, but you know, before I had children that there were, times in my life where there were multiple guns in my house or where I lived. Uh, so, you know, you, you got responsibilities with owning a gun that I think some of these laws and some of the just, you know, open carry and this pro pro proliferation of this is, you know, taking away our rights. If you do anything to stop on being able to own a gun is the way they kind of phrase it. I think it's a little bit more than that. Now, again, we do want to present both sides, and it's been a little difficult finding something that gives us a, a pro argument um, in, in the basic internet searches right now. So, uh, but, you know, my concern is, you know, is it a right? Um, yeah, you can own a gun, but is it responsible to walk around with a gun on your hip wherever you go out in public? I mean, it's not 1860s anymore, 1870s in the Wild West. It's a little bit more of a different environment. So that's and, my thoughts for right this second. And I and I agree with a lot of things that you're saying. Um, and I also it, like the incidences of like um, like mental health, um, like ticking up and up and up and up, especially among like teenagers and young adults, leading to more like suicides um, is also something that I want to bring into this conversation in, in the sense of responsible gun ownership and the right to, to own a gun and all that stuff. I do want to say... Um, we growing up in Texas there, I am, I think I'm a little bit more open to gun ownership than a lot of my California counterparts, like my friends in California <laughs> and, and my friends in, and on the East coast and stuff like that. And the reason I say that is because I was like against gun ownership before I, I think when I was like maybe in high school. And then um, I spent a summer living on a ranch in Texas and that ranch was in the middle of nowhere. That ranch would get very, very dark at night. And there were neighbors kind of like down the street. There were rattlesnakes on that ranch. There were hogs, like wild hogs, which is a thing in Texas. Wild hogs are a thing in Texas on that, you know? Feral hogs. Yeah. Feral hogs. And I was living, it was me and another girl just living on this ranch. And my mind became a little bit more open because I'm like, oh, like this is why people own guns out here because if you're being attacked by, you know, like a wild hog in the middle of the night, you're you're screwed, you know. Um, or if you're if you're just anything out there, it could be you know all over the place. 
Um, so I, I, I became a little bit more open-minded and I think the person who was living with me beforehand also became like, she wasn't, she's not a big, you know, not at all like a gun advocate or, or anything like that. But I think even she became more open to the idea of like gun rights in Texas, because it's like, there's that situation. But then again, is it a right to own a gun? Like, do you have the right to, to own a gun and carry it anywhere you want? That I agree is a little bit more, um, it is debatable. It's more open to debate. And I think your point is made, you know, real well with the talk about, you know, living, because I did visit Victoria, mom and I did go check up on her and it was pretty out there. But in general, I mean, like I said, I used to clear brush. We had a friend of mine had a ranch and we'd go out um, when I was in college out there and help clear brush. You had to carry a handgun um, because the, the, re- the reality was there, you know, rattlesnakes um, were real. And, you know, you would be out there in the brush and, you know, the concept of having to use it immediately was always on your mind. Um, so there's, that's, that's responsible gun ownership. I mean, you have a purpose for it. Um, you know, have to know how to use a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one great thing about um, when permits are required, you have to go through a little bit of training and, and some other information. Uh, it's not just a background check. And so, you know, knowing how to use a gun, again, responsible gun ownership, knowing how to keep it clean, knowing how to lock it up, knowing or having a place to keep it locked up, things of this nature. And these are, you know, responsible gun ownerships uh, type, you know, procedures. But just walking down the street with your gun on your hip, I, you know, is that a right? You know, you, as long as you can own the gun, use it when you need to, including self-defense, but to have it just, you know, carried in your car, walking around wherever you want to go. Now, of course, you can't carry it into a bar. You can't carry it into government buildings. There are still some restrictions based on, you know, some public safety concerns that are in law, but just open carry whenever, you know, that's maybe expanding rights beyond what is needed. Um, But, Again, we're not trying to get opinions, and I don't have a pro argument to kind of make their point for them. But you know, we do worry um, to an extent uh, what is a right versus what is you know, are you exceeding, uh, are you pushing something to an extreme that may not be needed? Mm-hmm. So that being said, we're talking about opinions. I do want to yeah, talk yeah. about like other Texas opinions. Um, this is according to Texas Politics utexas.edu like that's the website this is the texas politics project at the university of texas at austin um what did you say no i was just agreeing with you texas i heard the website so i was like that's the university of texas yeah which my dad is a proud alum alumnus of exactly um so this is a very recent poll this is um a poll that was published in october of 2022 and the question for this poll was should gun laws be more or less strict that was the like i think the only question for this poll and um so 55 percent of texans said more strict 15 percent said less strict and 24 percent said left as they are now now let's go to party identification um okay so again 57% of, or 55% of Texans said gun laws should be more strict. All right, so we have that 
87% of the people who um, agreed with that statement were Democrats, 27% of people who agreed with that statement were Republicans, and 38% of people who agreed with that statement are um, are independent, which Texas has a lot of independent voters, which I was surprised. Um, and then left as they are now. So that was um, 24% of Texans said they want it left as they are now. And the party ID identifications were 46% Republican, 29% um, independent, and 3% Democrat. Um, and then less strict, 22% Republican, 18% um, independent, and 7% Democrat, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so it seems like even Republicans are kind of like pushing towards this idea of more um, responsible gun ownership. I want to phrase it that way, but I don't know if that is the correct term of phrasing it. But basically, they're just saying like gun laws should be more strict um, is, is like the overwhelming opinion. 55% compared to 15%, which is less strict. Um, and, and you have to be real quick, careful because that's a general statement. Gun laws more strict, less yeah. strict. You know, how do you define that? Does that mean background checks? Does that mean we're limiting who can carry a gun, or does that mean, um, you know, we we repeal open carry? Um, so th that poll question leaves a lot of ambiguity into the question. Now, I think with the recent uh, passing of the constitutional carry. Um, bill last year. They're probably talking mostly about that because that's what's been in the news for the last year. Um, and I do want to mention this because this is real important. Before this law went into effect, law enforcement officers lobbied against it. And that's interesting because most law enforcement individuals on an individual basis are usually pro, um, you know, Second Amendment, we'll, we'll call it that. You know, they do believe that in a general sense that um, people have a right to own a gun. Um, but for the organizations, the law enforcement organizations to come out and lobby against open carry um, was pretty interesting. Of course, you know, their fears are the obvious, you know, two or three people in public have guns on them and then they get into an argument and then bullets are flying everywhere. Um, it's harder when they make a traffic stop to know if someone has a gun somewhere in the car. It's harder to, um, you know, do a search, domestic violence, you know, where the things where they go in where the most dangers are domestic violence, excuse me, domestic violence disputes. Um, these are real important for them to know, you know, they have some degree of control. Otherwise, they don't need some individual flying off the handle and pulling out a gun and shooting everybody, including the police officer trying to help people by breaking up a domestic violence dispute. So they, they came out against the open carry or the constitutional carry uh, bill. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, it makes sense because they are also like trying to protect themselves as much as they are public safety. Um, and that's mm -hmm. also something that besides like law enforcement getting involved or not getting involved, but also probably more likely to come across like individuals with more violent intentions when they are, if they do have a gun. Um, another thing is like domestic violence is like one of the biggest issues. Um, and a lot of advocates who are, who are wanting more um, like strict um, gun laws are citing like domestic violence as one of their like number one issues. 
Um, and this is also another thing, like I went to a, um, this is just like an anecdote, but I went to a um, Texas, uh, no, not Texas, an empowerment conference, um, like outside in an area outside of Dallas, uh, like a wom woman's empowerment conference in an area outside of Dallas. Um, and a lot of women would give their testimony about like their life, right? Because there was like some religious um, aspects in this woman empowerment conference because it's Texas and what else do you expect? And a lot of women that would give their um, testimony would cite like domestic violence, you know? Like it was like, like one of the, one of the main speakers talked about how, um, she would talk about how she escaped from her husband during like a domestic violence situation. Another woman talked about her, her father being, you know, like abusive and like woman talking about like leaving abusive relationships. And I'm like, oh my God, like, like luckily <laughs> I've never been in an abusive relationship, but, and I say that laughingly because I'm 25 and I've never been in a romantic relationship. That's why I'm laughing. Um, but at the same time, it's like, like, and, and we know people in our family who've been in abusive relationships and it's just like romantic relationships. So that domestic violence issue, especially in Texas is one of the things that like, I don't think really gets brought up in either and not, it, it gets brought up in the um, like stricter gun law portion, but it doesn't get brought up at all in the um, more kind of like um, like Republican conservative right side of the argument, which I think um, is probably doing the um, their argument a hindrance because they don't really address it. Unless, unless I could see them addressing it saying like, well, woman can carry a gun, but I don't know if that solves the issue of domestic violence. No, it, it just inflames it, it, it even more. Yeah. Um, I mean, domestic violence is one thing. I was just more concerned about the police, you know, officers have to respond to certain types of um, call, what they call calls when they go out and deal with something. Like oh, um, violence. Their concerns, even though all your points about domestic violence are probably another topic and something worth looking into, but because I, it is a serious problem. I do want to. Country. Separately. I do want to um, like add a statistic really quick. In 2020, mm -hmm. 228 Texans were killed by intimate partners. 67% of those were killed with a firearm. So that's just kind of like there is this kind of like that's where the concern is. Like there are statistics to back this up. All right, go ahead, Dad. Well, and I was going to say, though, but whether or not, you know, open carry affects people having a gun at home uh, where they could use it in these situations, probably a little bit different. But for the police purposes, um, it's beneficial if they had, you know, at least some idea uh, what's happening when they go into a situation, you know, where they're not worried every single moment whether or not someone has a gun or not. Um, and then there's the, uh, excuse me, the um, ability for them to, you know, if you have a permit, you have a little bit more uh, requiring people to have a permit, you have a little bit more um, understanding of responsibilities around owning a gun. Um, it, it gets to the point where when guns are everywhere and everybody has one, you know, when I, we've made this joke before, your rights in when your fist hits my face, uh, but we don't want to get to that point with guns because, you know, you shoot somebody, you know, your rights are going to be taken away because you're going to prison. And people forget this. And we have heated moments. We have road rage incidents. We have all sorts of things going on 
where we really don't need just a proliferation of guns everywhere. But again, though, you know, owning a gun is not the problem. It's your understanding of what your responsibilities are as a gun owner. And you make it easier and easier and easier without some at least ability to make sure people understand their responsibilities. But, you know, because you have to get a driver's license. You just can't run out and drive a car, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, there's commercial licenses for, you know, driving trucks. You know, there's some responsibilities and some requirements in doing these things. It doesn't take away your right to drive, um, but it does take it does put some um, concept of what it entails to be a responsible driver by going through driver's ed and getting licenses and taking tests and things like this. So, you know, have we gone too far with gun rights? You know, we'll leave it as a question for you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the listener, to decide um, in regards to what is the rights and what are the responsibilities here. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, um, we are going to wrap up this episode. I think a great time to kind of like revisit this issue would be after the elections, just so we can kind of see. I mean, I've already predicted that Governor Abbott is going to win just because Texas is, first of all, there's a red wave right now across the United States, um, probably because of issues with, um, uh, well, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to put anything else. I just, if you just like, look at you know a lot of the polling and a lot of the um experts there are they they do say that there is a red wave across uh the united states overall right now so with that being said i also see governor abbott winning and then also i think we should um look at this issue after the election especially if yeah especially if um o'rourke ends up winning um the election all right any last words warfield no, I think we uh, tried to be <laughs> again responsible to the points. I just wish I had found something so we could, you know, give the pro and con to all this. And there's a lot of pros to limiting gun ownership, much less, I mean, excuse me, cons to it. Uh, but then pros arguments were hard to find. And I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, but other than that, um, Happy we'll also get into domestic violence sometime. I think that's, that's true. Topic. Yeah, I agree with that. And with that being said, I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful week. And this this weather is getting colder. Actually, no, it's going to get warmer in the week before it oh. gets. Yeah. Early voting started in Texas. Don't forget Early, that. That is true. Early voting did start. So get out there and vote. And we will talk to you later.